Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. It's so great to be with you today. And today is a special day on our show because all throughout today's show, in both hours, you're going to have the opportunity to win a pair of tickets to the brand new movie called Jesus Revolution. I highly recommend this story. It is going to be great. We're going to talk about it here in just a minute. You can win two tickets, so keep listening, and I'll give you the uh, the instructions for how to do that, and we'll get to that here pretty soon. You can get tickets just to buy them. They're available now. Go to JesusRevolution.movie, JesusRevolution.movie. It, begins, uh, it opens on February 24th in theaters everywhere, and... Um, we are going to talk about this great movie starring Kelsey Grammer and Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi, and uh, other people you know. And it's about people you know, including my next guest, Pastor Greg Laurie, the senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship with campuses in California and Hawaii. I was just there in Hawaii. Nice. Uh, not to visit your church, but uh, to visit the water. <laughs> and, and his show, A New Beginning, is heard daily on this station as well. Pastor Greg began his pastoral ministry at the age of 19 by leading a Bible study of about 30 people, and it's grown into Harvest Church. But his story is being told in a new feature film called Jesus Revolution, opening in theaters on February 24th. Tickets are available now at JesusRevolution.movie. Pastor Greg, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on again. Thank you. And, you know, I'm excited about this movie. Yes. And I think what it means. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. You're quoted as saying, we don't need a political revolution. We don't need a moral revolution. We need a Jesus revolution. And when we talk, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of despair. Mm -hmm. A lot of people haven't come back to church even since the COVID. And I think even amongst Christians, we feel like maybe this is it. You know, maybe a lot of people think Jesus is coming back this week. And, you know, obviously things are the end. But I'm not sure about that. That's all in God's timing. And if that's happening, that's great. But in in the meantime. Yeah. What if that's not what's happening? What if this is a time for another Jesus revolution? Well, let's just play that out. Let's just say Jesus is coming back at any moment. I believe that. I believe he could come at any time. But what am I supposed to do? Live in despair? No. You know, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption is drawing near. And in the book of James, he specifically tells us that as we await the Lord's return, we, like a farmer, need to be patient mm. uh, for the rains to come. And we also need to be living godly lives. And we also need to be getting the gospel out to people. And I think this is one of the greatest evangelistic opportunities, Scott, this movie, because it's going to be in theaters around the country and ultimately on streaming platforms. I'm told that in its theatrical release, 10 million people will see this film in a theater. And when it goes to streaming, 100 million people will see it. Here's what's unique about Mm. this film is it has the gospel in it. And that was something we were very intentional about, putting 
the gospel in it. And we even have a moment where my character, Greg, played by Joel Courtney, is baptized by hippie evangelist Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rumi, who's best known for playing the role of Jesus Mm. on The Chosen. And they pray together. And Jonathan, as Lonnie, leads Greg in this prayer to accept Christ. And Scott, I believe when that moment happens on the screen, there could be thousands of people praying that prayer all around the United States. People that maybe wouldn't go into a church, but would go into a movie theater. You know, I think what you'll really notice as we kind of go back in time to the late 60s, early 70s, as we tell this revival story, how parallel that time is to the times we're living in now. I think that's very interesting, yes. something we've really got to see. What would you say? You were there. So yeah. what are the parallels between then and now? Well, the parallels are that there was there was a hopelessness among the older generation. They didn't understand the younger generation. What's wrong with these kids? Right. And uh, why are they behaving this way? And why are they turning to drugs? And, and why are they so despondent and... What is happening? And that is presented in the portrayal of Chuck Smith by actor Kelsey Grammer, who really brings it to life. But Chuck's wife, Kay, and this is all a true story, had a burden for these hippies that were turning to drugs. And she said, Chuck, we need to reach this generation. Ultimately, Chuck forms a friendship with hippie evangelist Lonnie Frisbee, and it was sort of like nitromedglycerin. So I think what we need to realize is the times we're living in now, they do seem bleak. And I've even heard them described as post-Christian. Let me mm. describe them another way. Instead of seeing the time in which we're living as post-Christian, why don't we see it as pre-revival? Yes, I think that's a great way to look at it. It's yeah. so much more positive, right? Yeah. Post-Christian, what do we do? We'll wring our hands and uh, you know, just stay in church. Yeah. You know, what would you say are some differences today that we should be aware of between then and now that would be just different in what the Lord will do in this pre-revival era? Well, I think, uh, you know, the drug epidemic that we have today started in the late 60s. Yeah. Uh, I think the breakdown of the family uh, that we see today, which is at the root of almost all of our societal ills, Mm. also really started in the 60s. Um, there's so many things that started there that we're reaping the consequences of today. It's like we sowed the wind, and now we're reaping the whirlwind. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And I think it's Mm -hmm. time for us to pray. We've launched a new campaign, Scott, that we call 714. We're asking everyone to set their phone to 714, either a.m. or p.m. Set their alarm to that. And when the alarm goes off, we're asking you to pray. Why 714? Well, Second Chronicles 714, God gives his prescription for the healing of a nation. When he says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then the Lord promises, I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So that's what we want to see. We want to see our land healed. Well, what does God tell us to do? He says we need to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. So we're asking our Christian friends out there to pray every day at 714, morning or evening or both. Pray that God would send a spiritual awakening to our nation and pray that God would use this film, Jesus Revolution, as a spark and also as a tool to bring people to Christ. You know, as as I think it's a great idea to pray 
a.m. and p.m. So morning yeah. people and late night people, yes. or, or you know, we're all covered yeah. with that. Um, this film, something about it is, I think that a lot of Christians are going to go. I'm going to yeah. go. I'm excited about it. But the opportunity here is to bring your non-Christian friends. Yeah. And what are some things that I think you could communicate to your non-Christian friends? For example, this is a quality film, right? Yeah. It's not, honestly, there's some Christian movies that look like we filmed the dramas that we used to do in church in the 90s. Remember those? Yeah. And uh, that's not what this is. Not this is all. well done. Well, this is a, a film being released by Lionsgate. Yeah. Lionsgate, the studio that releases John Wick and Hunger Games and other mm. films, and they're throwing their full weight behind it. Yeah. You'll start seeing uh, promotions for it, commercials for it, and, and it's sparking interest. And uh, here's what I would do. I'd say, let's go to the movies tonight. My treat. We'll go out to dinner afterwards. Here's the trailer. Show them the trailer. Yeah. It's so good. They're going to say, oh, that looks kind of cool. And I think that non-believers will be immersed in it because it's, it is the most unchristian Christian film I've ever seen. So let me explain that. By unchristian, I mean it doesn't have the cliches and trappings mm. of a typical Christian film. It's not always tidy. Uh, there are some loose ends in this movie. There's some conflicts that are ultimately resolved, but it shows the humanity of people. Yeah. But it's also the most Christian film I've ever seen because it has the gospel in it. This film has artistic integrity. It's going to move you. You're going to laugh out loud. I think you're going to shed a few tears when you watch it. You're going to be deeply moved by what happens in this true life story. It's my life story as a young man searching for God, how I met my wife-to-be, Kathy. It's her life story. It's a love story. It's also the story of two unlikely characters, Chuck Smith and Lonnie Frisbee, that came together. And the explosion, the spiritual explosion that happened as a result. And I think as you watch it, you say, wow, I'd like to see that again. And I've had a lot of young people watch it and tell me we want our own Jesus revolution. So it's been said that the fame of revival spreads the flame of revival. Hmm. So we're telling a revival story, a true story about the last and what many historians regard as the greatest spiritual awakening in American history. And we're hoping that it will spark interest where people would start praying and say, Lord, do it again. I think that the scenes with uh, Pastor Chuck Smith, who's played by Kelsey Grammer, yes. you know, who's perfect, I think, in this yes. role, actually, uh, and Jonathan Rumi, who I think also is perfect yes. for Lonnie Frisbee, I'm hoping that that really bridges a gap with audiences of older people and younger people yeah. today who are very similarly different, yes. and in particular, church people, yeah. right? The whole, what happens when we get older, right, is we protect our our turf yeah. and our way of doing things. Yeah. And it's harder to understand younger people who are who are creative and who have a different perspective on the world. Yeah. And yet our, our, the truth of Christ transcends all of that. Yeah. And that's, I think, a big key. I hope that's something that people get out of this movie. Do you feel like that people are going to see that uh, from that relationship in the film? I think so. And I think we can talk about it all day long. But there's something about art and film and telling a true story that can convey it in maybe a more effective way where they see it played out and the challenges that came with that. It wasn't always easy for Pastor Chuck. And the movie's very honest because after he opened his door and let Lonnie come in and start preaching and let these rock bands start playing music, mm -hmm. and, and we take that for granted today, but back in the day, the only musical instrument you would see in most churches would be an organ and a piano and the 
occasional acoustic guitar. But, you know, amplifiers and, and drum kits and all that were unheard of. But Chuck opened his church up. And, and Chuck was not like what I would call a hipster pastor. He didn't like rock music. He was a salt of the earth, uh, you know, hardworking man of another generation. But he wanted to see God work. And he left his comfort zone and opened the doors. And, and a revival came in. And I think there were other churches of that era that did not open their doors. They kept them closed. And you know what? The revival didn't go in those churches. Mm-hmm. And I think God will send a work of his spirit. And the question is, will we leave our comfort zone and let God work? And so this movie shows what happened. Uh, and it shows how a generation was changed as a result. And I believe that God wants to do it again. So I think when we're praying for a spiritual awakening, we're praying according to the will of God. Yes. So we should all be praying about this. And here's a great tool. So I would encourage you to just go to your Christian or excuse me, go to your non-Christian friend, say, here's a movie I want you to see. Here's a trailer. Check it out. And the reason I say take them to dinner afterwards is you are going to have an incredible conversation. That's right. They're going to want to talk about what they saw on the screen. They're going to want to know more about these people. And and I've written uh, columns on every one of the main characters in the film, from Chuck Smith to Lonnie Frisbee to Greg and Kathy uh, to others. And so you can get the the behind-the-scenes story with more details than you'll find in the film. And you can find all of that if you go to our website, harvest.org. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's exactly right to spend that time in that conversation. That's part of it. Don't just go home. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, something with a good movie is you got to talk about it. Yeah. Right. That's what you do. You come yes. out and you talk about any good movie. Yes. Uh, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. My guest is Pastor Greg Laurie. Pastor, what's it like having somebody play you in the in a movie? Yeah. Well, first of all, Brad Pitt wanted the role, but we said, sorry, Brad, you're too old. Well, he signed on to do my film. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He was yeah. not available. Well, you know, it's interesting. I did not cast this film. The casting was done by John Irwin and Brent McCorkle, who directed the film together. And uh, when they cast Joel Courtney as me, I didn't really know much about Joel. Hmm. So I, I watched some of the work that he's done, and I thought he was a very talented young man. But, but I think he really captured... Who I was, hmm. you know, because I was a very closed off young man. Uh, I was disillusioned. I was angry at the world because of the way my life had gone up to this point with my mother being married and divorced seven times and never knowing my biological father and and the search that I was on. And it shows that search in a very powerful, effective way. But so when you get to the scene where I'm converted in the film, which is the halfway point of the film, you know, you've kind of followed me on my journey. Hmm. And I think this will connect with certain viewers. They'll say, wow, this is me, or this is someone I know. And then other folks will connect with Pastor Chuck, played by Kelsey Grammer, and someone else, they're going to connect with Kathy, because it's her search, too. We came from the most different background. She came from a very stable, loving home. I came from a home that was just completely almost non-existent, and and you couldn't find two more opposite people, and it has our love story in it as well. So it's very tender. It's fun. It's it's uh, insightful. There, there are moments where you, I think you will cry in a good way because you'll be moved and touched, and, and you, know, I, you know, I'm biased, I'll admit, but I think it's the, the greatest Christian film I've ever seen. 
And the only exception to that would be the Passion of the Christ, which mm. is in its own category. Right. Showing the death of Jesus directed by Mel Gibson. But but I think of this genre that we call faith films or Christian films. I think this is the the, the most effective one I've ever seen because it's honest, it's truthful, it's powerful, it's artistic, and it has the gospel in it. That's a dynamic dynamic combination. It is. And it'll be in theaters on February 24th. And after that, it'll be on yeah. streaming services forever. That's right. Uh, so it's going to be ongoing. Yeah, I let think. me just uh, throw in one thing, Scott. Yeah. We're going to kind of do a little pre-release on February 22nd. So this is going to be a special showing if you can find a theater near you showing it, because I filmed a special a brief presentation of the gospel complete with a prayer that a person can pray to accept Christ. So if you want to take a non-believer to see this, boy, February 22nd is a great date to go. But uh, if you can't make that, February 24th, it opens nationwide, and it will be in the theaters as long as people want to see it. Let's all go, because this is something we all should support. And just think about this. Isn't it cool that we're going to see Jesus on marquees That's right. of theaters? Jesus Revolution, it's already popping up on billboards. I, there's so much power in the name of Jesus, and I love the fact that this is what the movie is called. And I love the fact that a major Hollywood studio like Lionsgate is backing a movie called Jesus Revolution. Where the gospel is genuinely presented. That's right. And not skewed. Yes. You know, I think that's a big deal. And it's going to be authentic. Yes. I think I think people need that. Greg, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, with us. Can I pray for you yes, and the film uh, here before we go? Yeah. God, I thank you for Greg and his life and how you have used him and continue to use him in his his church and now in this film and the the other projects that he's been doing. I pray that you protect him and his wife and his family uh, from spiritual attack and just keep their health and everything. We are so grateful for this and the and we pray Lord that this film is more than just a movie. I pray Lord that your church will be moved to take non-believers to Amen. it. That it won't just be a film that Christians go to, but a film where people become Christians because mm-hmm. They hear the gospel and that your church has provided this opportunity to share the gospel with their friends and see their friends accept Christ and see them get baptized. This could be such an amazing year, Lord. If it is your will, if this is your plan, we ask, Lord, for revival. We pray that you would use this film revival in the church and revival for all the people that you send in our lives. Yes. I thank you for Pastor Greg and his ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Pastor Appreciate Greg, it. thanks for being with me Great today. To be with you. You can get tickets to Jesus Revolution right now in two different ways. One way is to go to Jesus Revolution Movie or Jesus Revolution dot movie. Jesus Revolution dot movie. But here's something I'm going to do for you today on our show. From here to the end of the show, we're going to give away at different times free tickets to go see Jesus Revolution. And all you've got to do is whenever I say go. You be caller nine. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's the number, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm going to give two tickets away to caller nine. Call now, 888-528-2557. I am, I am excited about this movie. It was very fun. Uh, you know, it's fun talking with Greg about these things because he's genuinely excited about it. And the the fact that the the gospel is presented well by this movie, I think you know this movie's uh, going to be gritty, 
And, you know, it's going to be, I think, I think a great movie to take people that you know who don't know the Lord to. I think that is going to be a uh, spectacular thing. 888-528-2557 is the number for your free tickets. And uh, so keep calling. Uh, let's go in. Hello. Uh, let's see. Do I have this in here? Well, maybe I can't do it. All right. I was going to grab the call here. So just hang on there. Hang on there. It is uh, keep calling until we announce that there is a winner. 888-528-2557. And um, let's see. We got this here. All right. Well, I'm just I'm going to play around. But uh, if you're getting a busy signal, just keep calling. Uh, Nathan, is that you? Nathan, are you with me? Hey, uh, all right. I don't know if he, I don't know what's going on. So hold on, Nathan, if you are, I think we've got caller nine. So you go ahead and uh, just hang up. Are you with me? Uh, Nathan, are you there now? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? I can, Nathan. You're the winner. Congratulations. All right. Yes. Yeah. Two Thank tickets you. to Jesus Revolution. It's opening February 24th. And so what I want you to do is hold on and uh, we will get your uh, your information. We need your email address, and uh, I think that's how they're going to be provided to you. Okay, so hold on. My producer will talk to you here in just a minute. Congratulations, Nathan. All right. Thank you very much, sir. All right. You're welcome. Okay, and if you're listening, you can, uh, you can, call, you can stop calling now, but in a, later on in this hour and in the next hour, we're going to give away more tickets. So just keep listening, and uh, we'll have that opportunity for you throughout the day today. When we come back, we'll talk more about Jesus Revolution. I'll take your calls on uh, everything else. And uh, if you just want to uh, chat about, you know, what we just talked about with Pastor Greg, I think something that we should be excited about is this idea that this is a time of of pre-revival, that instead of sort of wringing our hands with the idea that this is the uh, post-Christian era and all those things that, you know, might be said as fewer and fewer people identify themselves as Christian. You know, people have always sort of said they're Christian based on, you know, what country they were born in or how they were raised. That doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is your faith in Jesus Christ. And maybe that's something that over time has gotten askew. And there are a lot of things I think that the Lord is correcting right now. And let's talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Great to be with you today. On our program today, we're giving away free tickets to the upcoming movie, Jesus Revolution. In a few minutes, I'll give you another opportunity to win a pair of tickets for that. It opens up on uh, February 24th. We just had Pastor Greg Laurie on the show. Uh, The movie is based on his book, Jesus Revolution, and uh, it is based on uh, his life and the life of Pastor Chuck Smith and and, uh, the Jesus movement that ultimately... uh, uh, is why there's Calvary chapels around, and it changed the life of many people across uh, different denominations. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it's a good movie for you to um, actually um, bring somebody who uh, maybe doesn't know the Lord or maybe who's skeptical. Uh, I think it's a great, great opportunity coming up. 888-528-2557. If you want to call now and join the conversation, not giving away the tickets now, you're just going to hold on. We'll We'll take a pause when it's ticket time, okay? 888-528-2557. Um, Johnny, Johnny in Thousand Oaks, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott, thank you. Hi, Johnny, what are you, what's on your mind today? 
Uh, well, I, I called to find out about the, to win the tickets, and I'm hoping that that's why I'm talking to you right now. Uh, it's and not, unfortunately, you. but there will be another time oh, later. Dude, so, so keep listening. Keep listening. Okay, I will keep listening. And I just wanted to uh, mention that I could listen to Greg's story every day. Yeah. You know, if you don't know his story, uh, he grew up uh, along with people who were uh, also featured in this movie uh, in a very rough way. I think his mom was married seven times. Okay, never, right. never knew his father. And right. uh, there's a lot to that. So, uh, Johnny, I think you're going to love this movie then. And, that, you know, I think that you're going to be able to identify with people who you want to bring. Right. Uh, right. So keep listening, and uh, we're going to give away some more tickets here in just a few minutes. Thanks for calling Southern California Live, Johnny. You know, it's. Um, I think that's something about this movie that I think a lot of people need to hear because some of it's you know the people's lives, even some of the people's lives who are not in it, they're not all they're not all clean, right? They've got real hardships and real struggles, and the movie's going to touch on that and. I think people need to hear that. We talked about this earlier in the week about, you know, how transparent we need to be. You know, one of the things that really helps people understand Jesus and his grace and the forgiveness that we have through Christ is often when they hear our stories. And, you know, some people listening, you've got, you know, a story that's going to make, you know, headlines maybe like Pastor Greg or some other people who are featured in that movie. And then other people, you grew up in the church and you've always kind of been, you never really ran away from the Lord. But, you know, I think that you'll find, and this is something I believe wholeheartedly, that whatever your experience has been with the Lord, and I'm talking with Christians here, whatever your experience has been with the Lord, God is going to put people in your life who are going to benefit from hearing your experience. Maybe you grew up in a Christian home. Maybe you had certain experiences with other people. Maybe some things have happened to you. You know, often one of the reasons that people don't come to Christ, frankly, is because they don't think they need Jesus. That's one of, one of the problems that we often have is that sometimes people think that uh, the purpose of Jesus is for people who have had it rough and uh, who just don't have their act together and they need, uh, you know, something to cling on to. And uh, so a lot of people, particularly if uh, your life has not had uh, a lot of hardship built into it, a lot of people say, no, no, thank you. Uh, I'm good. I'm fine. And you try to live a good life and you try to do the best that you can and you think that's going to save you. And they've missed the point. They've missed the point that none of us are able to be good, good enough to earn salvation. Right, that's the offense. That's the offensive part for some people in salvation. Is that uh, what do you mean? I'm not good enough. What do you mean? I need a savior, just like uh, some people who have done some awful things. And the answer is yes, all fall short of the glory of God. But see, that's where the equality is. That's where everything comes together. Because if it's about doing good things, well, where do you draw the line between being saved and not being saved? How do you actually take the time to understand where people are? How do, you, how do you take the time to say, well, I can die knowing that I've done enough good works to get into heaven? You know, where, who's a better person than somebody else? And how well are you at examining your own heart with things, right? It's, it's what you find with the gospel is it's the great equalizer, and it'll do two different things. It does multiple things, but with people who have had it rough, it will give them purpose and meaning and redeem that rough part of their life. When you think about that with Pastor Greg and, you know, other people who grew up in an environment that 
you wouldn't expect them to be doing much with their life, let alone being a pastor or leading these crusades and being having a movie made and lots of things going on. And, and that's not the brass ring in life. See, the, the purpose of Pastor Greg's life is the people that he knows who he's been able to be a part of them coming to Christ. Uh, not the movies and not the big church or certain successes that a person might have. The purpose in your life is the same. The purpose in my life is the same. I used to do this with when I had baptisms, is I would have people who were part of the relational world. We called it oikos, part of the relational world. Stand up when that person was about to be baptized. The people who had prayed for that person, the people maybe who shared their life, who shared their stories, the person who, were, who God used instrumentally in that person's life when they came to Christ. The purpose for your life is what's happening in that baptism to that friend of yours, that family member, that person that you invested in. That's why you were born. And that is something wonderful. And see, so whatever your past has been, there is redemption for those things. Whatever your past has been, even if you look back and you go, you know, I've had it pretty good. I've been pretty fortunate with different things. You know, the, the spiritual answer is, well, so what? You still need a Savior. And maybe part of your role is explaining to other people who have had a similar upbringing and maybe they think they're good enough and things are pretty good, that why they need a Savior. Maybe you're the right one to make that uh, that uh, discussion. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. We will be giving away tickets soon, but not now. So just hang on there. I know that it, uh, you're like... The funny thing is I have this picture in my phone of like – or in my head, this picture in my phone. I do have some pictures in my phone. I have a picture in my head though of the old phones with the rotary dial. And I remember calling in as a kid to radio shows to win the tickets or the whatever. And you're like holding the, the receiver in your hand and your other hand is holding down the button so you don't have a dial tone yet. And then you lift it up and then you had to dial this number. It just took forever. You know, and you're trying to time it, right? Because everybody's dialing some kind of number and you can't get in quite right away. Anyway, um, we'll get to that here in just a second. But I want to make this point here. And I think this is really, really important. There are lots of things that I think are just for, I wouldn't say just for Christians, but there's a lot of things that happen maybe with some movies or some teachings or events, concerts, things like that that are Christian that are great for building up the body of Christ that it doesn't really matter what the style is like so much. It doesn't matter who made it. It doesn't matter who's in it. It's You want it to be good enough to to encourage you to build up the body of Christ. But there are some things, let's be honest, that maybe it's not the best thing to bring all of your non-Christian friends to because they're not, gonna, they're not going to be as forgiving if it's kind of sloppy, right, or if, or if they don't get it. And I don't mean that they're the judge of it. It's just that some things are for, for us, for Christians, and some things are not. Some things, though, are really good. I think, and you have to be the judge of that based upon who the people are that God has placed in your life. This is what I want you to do with this movie. When it comes out, I want you to go see it. And if you're confident about it, bring somebody that God has placed in your life who's not a believer. Figure out who that person is who's going to relate to this movie, who maybe that person, maybe you know that spiritually speaking, they um, dis- are very dismissive of Christians, or maybe they feel like they can't be loved because of their lifestyle or something in their past or something that, they've, that they're carrying with them. This is a great movie for that person. Uh, this is a great movie for people who need to have compassion for people who are different. This, you know, this is, this is and it's, it's well done. You're not going to lean over to this person you bring and say, I'm sorry that I brought you to this. 
Like that's <laughs> that was like the standard when we'd put something together as a church. Sometimes it's like if I bring my friends, uh, am I going to lean over to them and say, "I'm sorry, I brought you to this"? No, you you don't want to create an atmosphere where that's going to happen. This is not going to be that. And if you're not sure, go see it first, and then go see it again, and take the people that God has placed in your life, and and give them the opportunity um, to have a conversation with you afterward. Pastor Greg's advice was right on, is go to dessert afterward, go get dinner, have a conversation. You, you do that in a good movie. In a really good movie, the way you know it's a good movie is that you want to talk about it afterward. When it's a bad movie, when the movie just doesn't connect, you know, then you leave and you don't really want to talk about it. You just want to go home. You want to get dessert? Uh, no, I think I'm just going to go home because you're disappointed, let down for that kind of movie. Good movies are movies that make you think you want to go talk about it. I think this is going to be that kind of movie. And I want to encourage you uh, in that direction to do that. And see, this, I think, is something that all of us can do. I, I get excited about these opportunities because it's also, you know, it's not based on, uh, it's not in a church, you go to a movie theater, you know, some of your friends, you can invite them to church and they're okay with it. But some of your friends, they're not going to church. They're not going to come with you. Fine. They might go to this movie, though. And the thing is, is the church is not the building, the address where you worship. The church is you. And when you take them to that theater, you know what? They're they're in church at that moment because they're with you. Uh, and uh, that's what's going on here. 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, Jenna in Anaheim, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Jenna. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. That's good. Well, I, I've been listening to your broadcast, and I love it. I love your show, and I... Um, I cannot wait to take as many friends as I can to this movie. And I was telling your um, your phone people that I'm a huge fan of the Frasier show. Yeah, me and too. And I just wondered, I just wondered, I still watch all the reruns. I have always wondered if Kelsey Grammer is a Christian, and or if he wasn't, did he get saved during the making of this film? Yeah, you know, um, that might be something we could talk about at another time, kind of where he is, you know, and uh, with all of that, what I can tell you is that I know it was, uh, and maybe he is, I don't know the answer to your question, but I know that he was very moved and excited to be a part of this film. He was at uh, the uh, recent um, uh, Harvest uh, Crusade, and, uh, you know, I think that this is a good thing. Something with anybody who's famous, anybody who we know, like we love the show. I love Fraser Crane. I think it's a great character. You know, cheers if you watch that program. There's yes. there's hardly yes. characters developed that well. Um, yes, exactly. You know, but I think, uh, and, yes. yeah, Jenna, thank you for okay. calling so much. Um, I think one of the things that we should do when we're watching shows and we really like these people and we think about them personally, pray for them. Because they're actors. They're just people who have regular lives. They have particular pressures that come along with their job. I think the Hollywood pressures are enormous, but people in different professions have different pressures pray for them. And the power, by the way, of Hollywood, uh, when it is used for good, um, is a very good thing. It's used for bad so often. But, you know, a film like this, like uh, they think uh, millions of people over time are going to watch this movie and hear the gospel. And a lot of those people will never go to church. And maybe it impacts the people who are in it uh, just the same. All right, here we go. Would you like free tickets to go to this movie? Uh, if you would like free tickets to go to this movie, now is the time to call 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're going to take the ninth caller as we go to break. 
So I'm going to go to break. Call now, 888-528-2557. We'll give two free tickets to Jesus Revolution to the ninth caller. Call now. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Loving our neighbors is also part of the essence of the American promise. A promise that comes with a new Congress that is more diverse and more different and more more religions, more races, more more, more diversity than ever before in our history. People of all faiths, some people of no faith, gay, straight, immigrant, Native American, differences express infinite creativity of God, who is able to see his reflection in countless ways in different people. That was President Biden today speaking at the uh, National Prayer Breakfast. They've changed that around, I guess, in some way. It's going to be a little bit different here and there. And by the way, thank you for calling for our free tickets. We'll give away some more uh, probably before this segment is out. Sandra was our winner. Congratulations, Sandra. We're giving away uh, two tickets to uh, pairs of tickets. We're giving away to the new movie Jesus Revolution, which comes out on February 24th. Uh, at the National Prayer Breakfast today, President Biden made those statements, and uh, he clearly just kind of had a hard time articulating um, what what the, what faith is. I think he's trying to include everybody, which really, in a way, includes nobody. Here's what he said again: Loving our neighbors is also part of the essence of the American promise—a promise that comes with a new Congress that is more diverse, and more different, and more. More religions, more races, more, comp- more more diversity than ever before in our history. People of all faiths, some people of no faith, gay, straight, immigrant, Native American, differences express infinite creativity of God, who is able to see his reflection in countless ways in different people. Um, you know, one of the things that is... I tried to play. There's a bunch of stuff. I mean, we're going to get to more of it tomorrow, I think, of things that people have said, politicians often say publicly uh, about faith, that I think we should call it out sometimes as Christians because we have to be clear. And often we're, we're not. Often, uh, you know, we're not too sure what our faith means. And that's something that we want to do in our show. There's a lot of things that we want to do, but a lot of it is we want to encourage each other to grow in our faith, to understand who we are uh, before the Lord, to understand that we're all made in God's image. Um, I don't think that God is pleased with people who don't want to worship him. I think he loves everybody, and I think that he loves his creation. But I think that it's, it's you know, I think as Americans, as a country in, in history— that people have the right to choose what, how they're going to worship and whatever. I think that in a secular sense, that's how you have to do it in order for there not to be conflict, in order for there to be a more perfect union and all of those things. But the Lord wants us to love Jesus. The Lord wants everyone to be saved. That's the mission of the Lord. And that's the mission of Christians. That, and what we believe is that everybody's belief is not the same, that there is only one God. And that this God is one who loves us, who sets the rules, who has determined what justice is and how 
it gets played out. And in that determination that we need a Savior and that we have a Savior, He gave us one, Jesus Christ, who lived the perfect life who we couldn't, that we can't live. He could do that because He was both man and God. That's the, the theology. He lived a perfect life that we can't live, and whoever believes in Him is going to get credit for that and His death and resurrection. And that the way you get saved is you trust that Jesus did that for you, that He paid the penalty for your sin that he accomplished everything that's necessary for the person, a person's salvation. And in that sense, from whatever nation you're from, whatever background you come from, whatever your ethnicity is, wherever you come from, everybody comes to the Lord in the same way, by faith. I think it's, a, it's so important that we, we grasp that. The, he was talking about the Congress, and there was some, there was some news out about uh, diversity in Congress. It's not, it's not tremendously diversity when you, diverse when you check the box. Most people in Congress— in the current House of Representatives uh, and uh, Senate um, are Christian. Did you know that? 88% say that they're Christian uh, in the Congress. 88%. That's pretty significant, right? Uh, 303 are Protestant, and you can get a breakdown of all these. Pew Research has a breakdown. Uh, uh, 67 are Baptist. You know, that's why it took 18 votes or whatever to get a speaker. Just kidding. I'm a Baptist. I can make those jokes. Um, <laughs> Baptists are going on the little speaker things are going on. Oh, this is just like a Sunday night meeting. I don't see any difference. Uh, and then you've got uh, lots of diff- pretty much every group is in there. 148 Catholic. Uh, Pew Research will put nine in the Mormon category. I would not put that in the Christian category because they have a different understanding of who Jesus is. It can't be the same. And ultimately you're saved by works and not by faith. Uh, 33 people are Jewish. There's two Buddhists, three Muslims, two Hindus. Three Unitarian Universalists, and uh, here's my favorite one. So there's one person who's just unaffiliated. One person said they're a humanist. Uh, they have an, Pew has this other category. It's something else. <laughs> That's what it is. It says that 2% of U.S. adults consider themselves something else. I guess that means some other faith, some other religion. And uh, there's nobody in Congress who's saying, you know what, I'm just something else. Uh, you don't want to know what I am. Um, nobody in that, in that category. But, you know, what makes a person a Christian is not where you're born or what country you're from or what your parents did. It's your faith in Christ. And that matters a lot. I think that this movie that's coming out is going to help us out uh, a lot. It's a great opportunity to bring your non-Christian friends. So Jesus Revolution, if you want to get tickets, there's a couple of ways to get tickets. One of them is to go to jesusrevolution.movie. Okay, so that's the website, jesusrevolution.movie. Tickets are available now if you want to pre-buy them, and uh, you can get them um, uh, in advance. It's going to be nationwide. It's a big release. You know, I think think this is going to be a big movie. You know, the movie's coming out, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, probably the number one movie of the year. That's what I would guess. Uh, unless it's like, you know, completely woke. If it's like Spider-Man 3, then it's going to be excellent. It's gonna, everybody's going to go see it. If it's like that new Thor movie that came out, it's, which I thought was horrible, uh, you know, it's going to do that. Let me take a call real quick, and then we're going to clear the lines and uh, give away some tickets, okay? So hold on. Don't call yet. Don't call yet. All right. Uh, Richard in Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Richard, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hi, go ahead, Richard. Um, just got a couple questions. Um, one, how do you define Christian, and what does it take to be saved? 
Uh, yeah, that's an that's an excellent question. The way I would define Christian is uh, number one, somebody who is saved. All right, so somebody who um, you you are a Christian if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, the biblical idea of a person who is a a Christian. The word Christian wasn't used initially. I think it's used eventually, maybe twice in the scriptures. It became a regular regularly used word uh, several years later. Christians were known at the beginning as the way. They were they were followers of Jesus Christ. And the belief is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. As the Bible says, whoever believes in me, Jesus said, will not perish but have everlasting life. A Christian is somebody who believes that Jesus Christ died for their sins and rose again on the third day and puts their faith in Romans 10, 9, and 10. Um, whoever believes in me, uh, confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart, they will be saved. So a simple definition of what is a Christian is that. Does that help? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what I would okay. say that's important is, and something scary in our society is, you know, all those numbers I just read you about who is Christian, you know, a lot of people just check a check a box, right, because they grew up. And people need to know that just because of where you were born or because of uh, – you're, you're because maybe you went to church or you do the routines of it, that doesn't make you a Christian. Um, well, well, what you said is that uh, if we accept Jesus Christ, we believe in Jesus Christ, accept that he is the only begotten of the Father, the Savior of the world, that he died for my sins. He is the Savior, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's and that's it. Now that has a that has and this this is important, uh, Richard here. And I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you for that good question. Um, a a a person who accepts that Jesus is Lord when they believe something, it's going to change their life, right? The Lord is going to work with you. That you believe that in Jesus's death and resurrection and payment for your sins, and you commit to following Him, right? And you He becomes the guide for your life. So it matters greatly. Um, you know, the evidence of faith is that the, you are changed. And uh, I'm running out of time here. That's a long conversation. But I think what I want to really make clear here is that a person who is a Christian is somebody who believes that Jesus died for their sins and rose again, and that faith is how you are saved, not by good works. You do good works because you have faith. Uh, and it matters greatly to do that. Um, you can give me a call later if you want to do that. You can also always email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com if you've got questions about faith or things like that. I'll definitely get back to you. I've got to go, but before I go, we are going to give away more tickets. Two tickets to Jesus Revolution. Call right now. We'll take caller 9, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Winners will get two tickets to Jesus Revolution movie that comes out on uh, uh, February 24th. Call right now, 888-528-2557. We'll take the ninth caller during the break. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned.